Hey guys, it's Angel and Kuhn from A Windy Mostar. This week we invited Anna and Helena from Poland to talk about the recent set of controversial policies made by the Polish government, as well as the bigger issue, poll exit. Would you guys tell us how you are, uh, how old you are and where you are from in Poland? Um, I'm Ala, I'm 18 years old and I'm from very south of Poland, from Ratibush. Yeah, I'm Helena, I'm 16 year, years old and I'm from Pushtukovo. Okay, thank you for joining us. So let's start from the very recent incident. The government approves the abortion ban within Poland and there's already a death case like a few weeks ago. So can you tell us something about the abortion law first? Okay, so I can start with some background. Um, so during the communism, it was quite like a normal modern abortion law. So everyone could uh, abort a fetus up to 12 weeks of pregnancy. And then when we uh, became like a democratic country, there were there was this consensus, which is kind of said in apostrophes, apostrophes um, because there were three cases in which you can um, abort a fetus when it's a result of rape or incest, uh, when the fetus is somehow disabled or has like a defect. Uh, and the third case... Um, the danger of the mother. Yeah, the danger of a, per- a person uh, who's pregnant that they can uh, have like an illness or basically die during, the, during labor or pregnancy. Then it was like that for over 20 years. And uh, recently, as we all know, over a year ago, the government decided to um, make the law even more strict by uh, banning the... Um, possibility of aborting a fetus when it has a defect and it's not only many times when they're talking in their propaganda they're talking about babies who have down syndrome and so on but it's also about fetuses which don't have brain or have like some major uh, defect so what happened is that there was a death of mother whose fetus was like in major danger was basically dying but doctors could not abort it like as long as the, the heart is still beating. Um, and the, the mother, her name was Isabella, she died. What the government says about this is that they do not have any fault in this because there's like the, apparently the law still allows um, doctors to abort if the life of mother is in danger. However, it was like a paralyzing effect on doctors because the abortion by ban got super strict and if their action would be judged as against the law, they would end up in prison. Parallel case took place in Ireland in 2012. After the death of the mom, there was a protest like in Poland right now, and by government recognized their fault, like the fault of the policy, and like they recognized that there was a paralyzing effect on doctors. Therefore, they conduct the referendum, and the result of it was to change the abortion law because that's how society voted. Also in Poland, the current indicate that 75% of the population wants to lose the abortion ban. So, but currently, is it like, if it's more than six weeks, then it's not a lot anymore, or it's still... Um, no, it's like, um, you can abort it until 12 weeks, but only if it's an effect of rape or incest, or the um, pregnant person is endangered. So other than that, you can't abort it like in any other case. And also the thing is that doctors have this like moral code, I guess, that for example, if they're religious or anything like that, their ethics basically don't allow them to abort a fetus 
uh, they want to do it and it's basically allowed. So even if you are, um, your case is one of these uh, two cases right now, it's really, really hard to get an abortion in Poland. So many people try to uh, go to, for example, the Czech Republic or other countries. But if you don't have enough money, it's just basically impossible to abort a fetus. Yeah, also sometimes it's like a situation like out of accident or something, so you don't have time to go to another country. For example, like here, right? Like it's not just yeah. something and yeah, and like doctors can refuse to, to make abortion based on their ethics. So, but then in this case, what made the doctors wait so long um, that the mother in this case passed away? Yeah, like they didn't want to wait until the heart is not beating anymore. And as I said, it was like the paralyzing effect because now the, the ban is so strict. Like the, I don't know, it's the prison, I think it's few, like three years, over three yeah, years. Yeah, three years, but it can be even, they, they want to like enforce it even more that abortion and performing an abortion or even helping with it when you're a nurse or like a doctor's assistant would be treated the same as murder for now it's only two three years like only it's still a lot <laughs> but you know what i mean and and that's the thing that like after each abortion they would have this this meeting of like a committee and judge the case if the doctors like uh, it was already if that was already safe enough for doctors to, to make abortions so that's why they were scared they would let me prison, you know, so they, they, they waited for their own safety. So what type of committee is that? Like, who, who decides uh, whether the abortion was legitimate or not? It's basically like a court trial, but these cases are obviously very... In, in these cases, it's very hard to decide whose fault it is, so then the doctors just get scared, kind of. Um, and also these cases can, like, these court trials can go on for years. Like the basic level is like in a hospital, like by doctors, and also like then in court is also like the the special brand kind of people who of course like have knowledge right about medical stuff. Um, but as you said, like people already like started going to protest, mm-hmm. like ask them to change the law. Is the government showing any tendency to change the law or modify? It? Mm, that's the thing. Like um, we got very surprised last year on twenty second of October when they introduced this ban of abortion because it was literally out of the sudden. And uh, we were in the middle of second uh, wave of the pandemic back then, and people still went to the street and they stayed there for one month, like when like few thousand people in each town every every day. I I read the opinion that who said that they think that the government it was like anthropologists, that who said that probably poli- like politicians didn't even expect this 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 reaction, so probably kind of like a, their mistake in a like a strategy or whatever right like right now we also had like way more protests um honestly uh poland has never striked that much as over like this five years so. yeah <laughs> so this specific case did it spark any new protests or yeah yeah how it was is that um a year ago they started to protest and as ala said it was like the biggest protest in decades pretty much um, millions of people went to the streets and even though we were all um, kind of like screaming that we won't ever allow it, the government didn't do anything. So, you know, the longer the longer the government is ruling, the less freedom we have, but also we kind of don't realize it. At some point it kind of becomes the norm. And this year when uh, Isabella um, died and she was only the first like publicly known victim of the abortion ban because they were sure there were for sure many more um, the protests like began uh, again not only in Poland but also um, in other cities for example in front of embassies and so on 
And even though we're still talking about it, it's very hard as there are so many other issues to, uh, touching our country right now and the government, as we said, isn't doing anything. And not only that, they're planning to do like more, even more restrictful uh, laws and bans. Because it was her family who decided to bring the case forward, right? Or to yeah. make it public. Yeah, well, it was very... It has a lot of like personal um, kind of like sound because like the rep- like, SMS were published and like their messages to, to family and she was literally saying that um, doctors are waiting, my uh, temperature is raising, um, like hopefully I'm, I'm not going to get a septic shock and that's usually what happens. So... You know, like the situa- like they were very aware of what may happen, and and you know it's very traumatic. You see the message of somebody who says, "I hope I'm not going to die of this," and one hour later they literally died. It's really tragic, but as you said, um, you were uh, Poland is facing a lot of issues right now. So so um, okay, let's move from abortion to another heavy topic, which is a um, situation of LGBT plus community within Poland. So uh, I remember last year we had like an episode with Sophie from Poland as well about uh, what happened within LGBT plus community. And also like recently I saw the government is planning on like banging, banning the LGBT plus parade in both. So uh, would you elaborate a bit on this? Like what does the situation generally look like right now? Sure. Um, so basically before um, the government that is now ruling, before the, the ruling party, um, became the ruling party, it wasn't that bad, I would say. And then, uh, because of the fact that the ruling party is very right-wing, um, and they're Christians, like, theoretically, they call themselves Christians, so it's very um, conservative. And from the very beginning, okay, maybe not from the very beginning, because at the beginning it was very subtle, but in the past, like, two years, I would say, um, the whole propaganda and their whole... Um, like opinion presented in the media has uh, become worse and worse when it comes to LGBTQ plus people. So a lot of people, for example, heard about the LGBT free zones. At some point in uh, January 2020, it was like over one third um, territory of Poland, um, over one third of the regions kind of introduced that. It and it's kind of weird because it's not, um, it doesn't really work in practice. Like, it's only a thing they say, but still, like, words hurt and words literally kill people who, ha- who are queer in Poland. Um, because, can you comment a bit more yeah. on that, on the LGBTQ plus free zones? Yeah, so basically we have those regions uh, which are called Gminy, which is usually, like, a town or a town with neighboring villages. And uh, mostly the um, these regions in uh, the east of Poland started to introduce these bills that um, their regions are going to be LGBT f- uh, free zones, which in practice like can't possibly work because queer people are everywhere. But the only um, the thing that they did was first of all the whole like media um, affair uh, around it, and also there were these signs uh, in the entrance to the regions like LGBT free zone, so there were a lot of photos circulating in the internet. Um, then, because of the fact that the EU um, started giving peop- uh, giving Poland fines because of that, because that's very much against human rights, against all of the values that EU stands for, some of them were lifted. Um, also, we have like 16 big regions in Poland. At some point, four of them were uh, LGBT free zones. Uh, at this point, it's uh, three of them lifted it, but still like one of these 16 regions calls themselves, um, calls themselves that. 
Yeah, but I mean the free zone is quite a ridiculous concept because it's like removing like the population, like LGBT yeah. plus population from that land. The thing that they're talking about the constantly and the, like the propaganda, the national TV and so on is LGBTQ plus ideology. No one exactly knows what that means. <laughs> uh, they're just saying stuff like gender ideology because the thing is um, in Polish we don't have uh, separate words for gender and sex, so it's only. Uh, one word so then there is uh, we use the word gender from English and people who don't know English which is majority of older people don't exactly know what gender means so it's usually associated with like cross-dressing and so on so in pro in the media there has been this whole um, like affair of LGBT ideology the politicians from right wing don't even explain what it is they're just saying that it's like threatening Polish families and our traditional Christian values and so on um, so basically it's just manipulation and propaganda because it doesn't really have a lot of meaning behind it. It's just trying to like threaten people and, and scare them. Yeah. So what's the what's the public opinion on this? Like have there been any, any protests in response to these laws or bills that were introduced? Yeah, when the whole um, ideology thing um, kind of grew, I think that was um, June uh, 2020 or 2021. I don't even... 2020. 2020, yeah. That's when uh, one of the politicians in parliament said that um, LGBT isn't people, it's ideology. So there were a lot of protests uh, when it comes to that. Uh, people screaming, basically, we're people, we're not ideology, and so on. Um, so the public, um, the public kind of opinion... Um, is very much different than the government ones. Maybe it's just my bubble because it's also like hard to tell uh, because mm -hmm. I don't have contact with the people who are like that queerphobic, you know. But um, basically, it's it's all about the manipulation and many people who are who actually do believe in what government says don't exactly know how it works. Like don't exactly know what LGBT um, like name stands for, what are the letters and so on. So it's mostly just manipulation. Yeah, it's like mm -hmm. government trying to create another concept, which is yeah. sort of a concept. This is like politics is called the policy of common enemy. And mm -hmm. basically uh, that's what government is trying to do to like show the LGBT as this, this enemy towards the uh, national values, towards Catholicism, towards like family. And uh, that's what's supposed to like kind of ruin that nation, you know, because it's awakening your like patriotic feelings. Like, you know, it's my religion, religion is like my family, so I don't want them. Uh, and it is like the people who are voting for, for the, the peace, the governing party, are with, with lower education, people from villages, and elderly people. And those are the people who are like the most probable to. To, to just like take it, to take what the government is saying and, and be homophobic, etc. Yeah. Also, the, I ask about the answer of people. Pride parades are organized and they can be organized in... They cannot. They can, can, they can be organized in the common, in the free zones. Yeah, the so, most yeah. Uh, no, actually they're organized like all over the country. Yeah. they don't really do anything about it. They just say stuff. But when it comes to like the most recent events, so there is this woman very much not liked in the opposition called Kaya Godek, and she's like the head of the um, pro life um, foundation. Let's call mm -hmm. it like that because that's how they call themselves um, in Poland. So they usually try to fight with like the. 
um, with the abortion law and try to do enforce the abortion ban and also what they've been doing in um, October 2021, which was quite loud, was that there there was a reading of this bill in uh, the Polish parliament called Stop LGBT. And that's exactly the bill that would um, ban all kinds of pride parades, pride marches and so on. And all... Um, all protests, all like social events that would somehow, as they say, promote um, people of uh, the same gender um, basically being a couple or like um, them being able to adopt in Poland, all kind, all, all this kind of stuff. So all of the pride parades would be banned. Unfortunately, the bill wasn't um, like dropped yet. It's going to be um, like furtherly um, discussed in the in the parliament and amongst the politicians. We hope that it's gonna drop, but for now it's still there and it's gonna be discussed. Because, like, could you link how in like talking more about politics, how could you link these two issues and like conservative sentiment? Mm, so maybe I'm gonna say a little bit about the whole like propaganda and manipulation thing for you to understand. So when um. When you buy a TV in Poland, they only like two free channels. One of them is like a sports one or something, and the other one is the um, TVP one, which is basically like the government television. Um, which, because of the fact that it's fully like supported and led by the government, is the source of propaganda and manipulation. And as Allah said, the people who are kind of poorer and can't afford other channels only uh, have access to this one. And it's basically full of propaganda. So, for example, when the protests um, about Isabella, the, de- the death of the first victim of the abortion ban uh, started, and they were not saying like anything about them in the TV. They were even saying... If they said something, they would say that there was like a hundred people when there were basically um, tens of thousands of people on the streets. So that's the um, kind of biggest issue. Also kind of the complexity of this channel because like everyone was uh, so into the situation in Belarus and the, um, the propaganda in there. But when I was listening to the opinions of Polish, Polish uh, let's say... Yeah, but like we were educated in politics, you know, like, like not not very politicologists. Oh, exactly. <laughs> like they would say that the propaganda in Belarus was more low key than propaganda in Poland, you know, which was like very ridiculous. Like looking at the situation, because like like back then it was like way way better in Poland, way more peaceful. Before elections, they would even have this like this comedy channel about uh, op- about opposition groups. They would like there would be like a guy and a woman sitting like on the table drinking coffee and like joking about what the opposition have said and like shifting their words and stuff. My grandma, the grandpa loved this channel. <laughs> it, was, it was hysterical. I couldn't listen to it. It was, it was like they are super confident about about what they're going to, going to say or like the the national channel like. People used to watch it because it's it's in Poland since like since ever I guess like since after communism, and it got privatized very recently. So they have out of views. It's it's very very good platform to to share your ideas. So talking about the party itself, obviously it's quite like right wing and largely controlled by the like traditional Catholic values. So maybe you can talk a bit more about the like party. For example, like what's the name of it? Like P I S, but I don't know the yeah. name. And mm-hmm. when it's like elect. It means uh, law and justice, peace. Sure. <laughs> uh, it's in 2015, right? Yeah, they won the election yeah. for the first time. Uh, I mean, they were like before, and then it was the other one. Like, they have like two main platforms, so now, uh, like, they were elected in 2015. 
Uh, also, the president was re-elected one year ago. He's also from the same party. And but that was a very narrow election, right? It was very exactly. close. It was very close, it was, and the, uh, the attendance was like huge, the hugest in Poland's history, basically. So it was very, very close. Um, another thing is that uh, basically the election was like 49% to 51% when it comes to presidential elections. Uh, and about the party itself, it's pretty ironic because their values are pretty much uh, yeah, like conservative right-wing. But when it comes to economics, it's exactly the opposite because in order to attract um, voters, they are basically they introduced the first thing that they did and that's one of the main reasons people voted for them was this thing called 500 plus so for example if you have uh, two children you're gonna get each month 500 zloty is the polish currency for each children for each child so that's how people started voting for them because of the like money thing and you know like this kind of okay this is kind of um not a very effective or like not a very well-prepared, you know, um, social system as a thing, basically, but um, it did work. And when you look at it, it's not a very right wing to, to do, you know, economically speaking, but that's that's the thing. They don't really care about their um, reputation that much. It's just about like having the power and having the, much, the, the majority of voters. Because then the opposition party, which I'm assuming would be like more left wing party, uh, for now, the biggest opposition one is a centrist party, then mm. there are the leftist ones, because still the society in Poland is pretty conservative, so, uh, so for example, the centrist party isn't pro-same-sex um, like marriages, only the leftist party is, so it's the um, really small minority. So it's more like a modern party, like the biggest opposition party? Yeah, I mean, at this point, the, the centrist, um, kind of, a co- it's a coalition, the centrist party, and uh, there were more smaller parties in the past, but at this point, after these years, the party is just like, they don't even, uh, um, it's, it's not worth it to work on their uh, kind of reputation that much, it's all about being like the opposition to the ruling party, uh, so it's a coalition of a few parties, and it's, yeah, it's centrist. So have there been any shifts to the left or to the right uh, in recent years, or has it mostly stayed in the same direction? Mm, it's pretty interesting, for example, when it comes to youth, because uh, in many of the bigger cities we have those like um, kind of model elections in high schools. For example, in my high school, um, it was always like mostly leftist politicians would win or the centrist ones. But also when it comes to people from age like 15 to like 25, it's mostly leftist um, leftist politicians, but then like 15% is even more right-wing party because except for the ruling party, we also have like a more right-wing one, which is very so, uh, also economically, um, like, yeah, right-wing, basically. And I would say that when it comes to the things they say and the, the level of discrimination, it's even worse. So, surprisingly, there are a lot of youths that would vote for them, but that's uh, as there's this whole saying in Poland that it's because of the economic reasons, but, like, how can you vote for someone because of the economic reasons when what they say is sexist and queerphobic, you know? That's true. So, also, like, this party, what... It has done recently. What they did is like I think they passed a law, like a national law, like banning the higher level of EU regulations. So mm-hmm. what were, what was happening? It's like um, okay. So the argument was about uh, the Lisbon Treaty because Poland was breaching the Article One and uh, Nineteen of uh, Lisbon Treaty. So the first one is about the ever closer union, and Nineteen is about the the, the courts basically. So. 
the, the, the affair with the chorus in Poland was going on for, for quite a time. Uh, it's really complicated and I wouldn't go into it. But like about the union, like the, the common opinion spread around by the uh, ruling party is that EU is a danger for, for traditional values, they are opposing the westernized ideas, but are supposed to like wash our brains with LGBTQ and stuff. Also, they're bringing up this argument that this is like a, um, a breach of, on, of uh, independence, which in Poland is awaking a lot of like, you know, very strong feelings because we have a like, history of being occupied by other countries for a long time and with Second World War and stuff. And also about like the, the sovereignty of Poland. Yeah. So like the sort of align with most people, some people's like expectations actually, like Polexit, pulling out of mm -hmm. EU. Polish people are like over ninety percent of people like supports EU, and I don't think you're gonna leave it there. You leave it like if they make a referendum, like nobody actually would, would like it, and party knows about it. You have also a lot of economical benefits from it. Uh, but now we are paying fines for <laughs> for uh, for you know saying what, what we what we have said and not be willing willing to to accommodate to their laws, right? Because like what we didn't agree on it was about the courts so because we didn't agree on the courts like we were so we didn't agree on the article 19 we were breaching article 1 right and that's why we're paying uh, fines now yeah also i, I think like eu stuff like uh, didn't give the i think 50 billion of funds to poland like poland rebuilding plan something like that because mm. of the recent like crisis of poland I mean, at this point, it's a pretty ridiculous situation because, as Ella said, when we like came into EU in 2005, the vast majority of Poles wanted to join it, and it's the same now. Like a lot of people are still pro EU, and uh, as yeah, as we said, um, Poland has benefited from EU very like in, in on a very very big scale because it's one of the uh, like less economically developed countries in the EU. So it's um, it got like a lot of money, a lot of grants over the years, and then the whole um, like situation with the government is very weird because they've been saying, um, as Ella said, that um, EU is some kind of like controlling. Even what that's the what president said that it's some kind of like imagined um, body. yeah body I would say, and then they're saying things the the politicians from the ruling party that it's treating us as a slave or something. They're all like trying to uh, move these values in polls about being independent and so on, which is, I mean, pretty, pretty ridiculous, obviously. And um, yeah, so we've been breaking quite a lot of the EU laws and the, all the human rights stuff, uh, all these things about courts, because that started like five years ago, the whole thing about courts being not independent and politicians having a, a big influence on them. So at this point, we were paying a lot of fines. So then um, there was the ruling of the Constitutional Tribunal uh, in October that um, that some laws of the EU are not aligned with the Polish constitution and the constitution, theoretically, that, that's how it works the hier in the hierarchy of the law. The constitution is above the international kind of bills. So then after the ruling and because of all the um, things that the politicians said, and they say some like extremely weird stuff. For example, there's this one politician, uh, Pawłowicz, who's been calling EU, I'm not sure how to translate it, but kind of like a bitch or something. <laughs> like literally that's what she said a few times. So then there were protests in Poland on the 10th of October. 
that we don't want to leave EU. In Warsaw, the capital, there was like 100,000 people. So the... Um, so the voice of the nation, I think it's pretty strong. So then the politicians were like, no, we completely don't want to leave EU. It was like never our intention, never our idea. And they probably got scared because a lot of people who are right wing still are pro EU. I feel like the, the government is like in like tending to stay within EU, but break as many rules as possible. Like. <laughs> Push the limit. Yeah. To, to finish it up real quick, then can you tell us something about... Um, because like one of the crises that like the EU's biggest uh, topic is, for example, like the refugee crisis, which is like going on everywhere, but specifically now at the the Poland Belarus border. So can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, sure. So um, in August, I think about three months ago, um, a lot of uh, migrants, asylum seekers, came from uh, Syria and Afghanistan to Belarus. In Belarus, they weren't welcomed at all. They were basically pushed to the border with Poland and um, the asylum seekers were told that they're going to get uh, an asylum in Poland, they're going to be welcomed, they're going to get uh, all of these like privileges that um, the people who, the migrants from like war uh, areas get. And nothing happened though. The government didn't welcome any of them. This like this year in general, there were uh, thirty thousand like cases of people trying to illegally cross the border only with Belarus. So it's been a problem. And even though um and basically the Polish government is breaking some laws because there are all those international um like treaties how you should uh, take care of the the asylum seekers from these zones. But they haven't been doing that. They haven't been fulfilling. Um, kind of their promises at this point, the almost like, no, not almost, but like the whole border with Belarus is a kind of like special zone. So Polish journalists can, can't even get into, into these places to report what's going on. So the only kind of source of information is um, the governmental media, which obviously is a problem because of, because of the propaganda and manipulation. So at this point, there are like thousands of uh, Syrians and uh, people from Afghanistan um, on the border who are, because of the fact that it's getting colder, um, freezing the forest, they don't have enough food. I think that the um, victims, like the people who died, are being, are being counted in tens right now. And the government still isn't really welcoming them. They're, ju- they're constantly saying that it's like um, a danger to Polish borders and that Belarus has done this whole manipulation that they want to just get into Poland. And I don't know, I don't even know what exactly to do, but they're saying that it's um, a danger to, to Poland and to our borders. So even though, and that's another irony, because as we said, it's the right-wing party, they're conservative and they call themselves Christians, but then when they have people dying on the borders, literally dying, they do nothing and then they just cover themselves up with all those bills and laws when it comes to actual uh, real human life. That could be hypocritical, but in terms of the um, public within Poland, like what's your reaction generally? Were they like more like humanitarian men's side or were they more like, yeah, if they come, there's going to be more issues with the country. So. There is both, but um, especially like when we had last refugee crisis in EU, the public opinion like mm, really did not want refugees in, in Poland. Like the that's why we, there were some arguments within like the EU and, like between EU and Poland as well because they didn't want to take uh, like any anyone right and they wanted to like, to uh, share the refugees around Europe like equally they didn't want to take any 
so I guess also now government is kind of having this tactic because they know that the public opinion, especially their their voters, they are against like taking refugees yeah. to the country. We also have a lot of um, migrants, like economic migrants from Ukraine and Belarus. Um, because the jobs are basically being like better paid in Poland, and there is this whole stereotype of like people from Ukraine or Belarus coming like taking our jobs or whatever, which is pretty crazy because most of the time they're taking jobs that Poles don't want to perform, and then they're getting paid much much less, and their situation in Poland is pretty bad, and then there are all the stereotypes. So yeah, as Ala said, I'd say that like in our bubble, probably th- there were a lot of protests and there are protests the whole time. There are organizations who are trying to help their doctors as well as like uh, volunteers and activists. Um, but at this point, because of the like special zone, it's really hard to get there, but they're trying to help. But on the other hand, there is this big problem with like public opinion saying that refugees are, a lot of them are terrorists or they're going to bring some kind of like sicknesses to, to Poland, which is obviously like ridiculous because it's like... Terrorists are among every nation and criminals as well. So um, there is problem with the public opinion being against refugees and kind of being scared. It's kind of this irrational fear that is also very much, um, how to say it, like activized, I guess, by the national media. So on a more positive note, what are your like your hopes, your expectations for the future? Um, it's a big one. <laughs> big question. Yeah, I I really hope for for the loosening of of abortion ban, especially as the the public opinion is just so much like in favor of it. So I think it's like I think it's there. <laughs> I think it's as a possible goal to achieve. Before each other like elections, before I just hope that the government would do something very stupid, which would be like very loud, and then people would stop voting for them. So I hope that's gonna happen. And I know that if they lose the next elections and the other party is gonna win, there's gonna be so many things to like repair and fix. But I hope that's gonna happen, and we're gonna be able yeah. to be more of an EU country than we are right now. Yeah. When's the next election, by the way? Um, the presidential election in, what, three years? Yeah, but the, parliamentary, the parliamentary is in two years. Two years? Okay. Yeah. Two years yeah. to go? Yeah, because I'm going to be able to vote then. That would be amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll be watching the news in two years. Mm. Yeah, actually, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank, Thank you for, for having, having us. us. <laughs>